This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. It is yet another episode of the Straight from the Net podcast, and we have a very, very special guest today. Say hi, Todd. Hi, Todd. <laughs> so this is my friend, Todd Ruckel. He is going to fill in for Jamie, and we're going to get to him in just one second so we can tell you who he is. Uh, but for the first time ever in our podcast history, Jamie is not able to be here today. Unfortunately, she hurt her arm, her shoulder. She's been having some issues with it. And for whatever reason, she woke up this morning and the damn thing doesn't work uh, on her at all. She could barely move it. So she said, can you find somebody to come in? And I thought, who better to call than my friend Todd, who's been saying, you should have me on your podcast for like a million years now. Uh, so everybody, I introduce you to Todd Ruckel, my friend. We've been friends forever. Not as long as me and Jamie, but since I was 18 years old, I knew this man. And he is a self-subscribed local celebrity. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he also is one of the best realtors I've ever seen in my entire life. If everybody needs anything in Delaware, you got to definitely call Todd and Maria. Mm-hmm. And he also has some other really neat things to tell you about himself before we get started. And go, tell us who you are. All right. Well, it sucks getting old. That's what happens. Everything starts breaking <laughs> when you're old. So uh, old. I guess, sorry, Jamie, I got to get on the podcast because you're broke. But anyway... <laughs> You're like, I finally took it. Yes. I got my shot. Well, I love doing podcasts. I do a I lot know. of these, so it's uh, pretty good. Uh, Todd Ruckel, I'm a formal, former councilman of the city mm-hmm. in Newark, did two That's terms, right. and I am a uh, former, well, can, a Senate candidate for the state of Delaware. Uh, but I am known for 20 years in the real estate business and helping people uh, transition from all over the country. So uh, I am the director of relocation and business development, so I can help you anywhere in the continental United States. Oh, there States, you find go. The best realtor. But anyway, um, so yeah, we're going to talk about current events today, and uh, I'm going to try not to get any political because this isn't a political show. So uh, actually, <laughs> he said Danielle, he's try. she said she's going to smack me if I uh, <laughs> if I do say anything political. So I got to be on my p's and q's here. Well, because a lot of the times when you and I talk, it's like politically motivated most of the time now. And um, I promised Jamie that we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do that. And everybody kind of knows, like I'm Republican, she's Democrat. If you've been listening to the podcast, you kind of know that. Um, we touch on it very well, lightly, and then well, I am off. a Republican. You're a Repu- yeah, I'm fiscally conservative and socially liberal. So yeah, I'm, a well, Republican. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah, so you're like a left leaning Republican kind of too. Our blue right? dog, blue dog Republican. Yeah, yeah it's or a libertarian if you want to call it. A libertarian, that. <laughs> right. yeah. And sometimes they're just like ah, we're centrist too. But Jamie was like, oh my god, you guys are going to talk about politics, and I was like, nope, I promise I won't do that because that is not what our show is about, and I'm going to kind of stick to the topic. Um, on that name, we just got what was supposed to be like a snowstorm here on the East Coast, and it was like a total blunder here in Delaware. They said we were going to get like six to 12 inches. I think we got like four inches, something like that. I don't know. Did you see what it was? Well, the weatherman must be a man. (laughs) No. They can't get their inches right, right? (laughs) They can't get their inches right. All right. So we really didn't get a whole lot of anything, but it was kind of nice in a way, um, because everybody was under the same roof. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my boyfriend's here, his son's here, my kids are here. And everybody's like making snowmen, so we had enough snow for that. And that was pretty cool to watch them doing all that kind of stuff. Um, my house is a total wreck now. There is not a thing that's not, I mean, there's dishes still sitting out, and, and they're just from like, I just can't get ahead of it now. It's like everybody's been in the house. My house is like trashed. I have like a million things going on. And well, that's why I have Hurricane Anna. She just came to our house today, and literally, it looks beautiful. 
Yeah, Anna's our, our uh, cleaning lady, so he has her on what, Tuesdays? You have her on Tuesdays? Usually it's Mondays, but she switched to Tuesdays. Okay, so he has her on Tuesdays and I have her on Fridays. And now we sound like really ridiculous. Like, no, they're like, our cleaning lady. Well, no, we, 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 we bond together. We're, and I forever refer her to you. I know. I'm telling you, cleaning lady day is the best day. Um, so, I mean, in terms of things going on, that's kind of going on right now. Um, I don't really have anything else going on outside of that. Bruce and I have been kind of, I don't know, kind of talking through doing like a book series together. Oh, wow. Um, I need to find an assistant first to help me like in this realm what, of things. What kind of genre, like, is it going to be like a futuristic thing, like a Wiccan thing, or is it going to be a like... A Wiccan thing? <laughs> or, or, what, what, or a Harry Potter kind of thing, you know, weird, no. what's it going to be like? Okay, actually, it's kind of a neat story. So we went down to see his mom and stepdad, um, like, the day after Christmas, uh, or the day after Christmas or the day after that, I can't remember, and I think it was the Saturday after, but anyway, I digress. So it's a senior thing. No, definitely okay. not. Right. But we went down, and his stepdad told us... The saddest, most amazing story. And it was basically about his best friend and who they were and, you know, that he got cancer. And then instead of him dying, he kind of like off himself. So it's an uplifting kind of story. <laughs> exactly. It was very uplifting. No, right. but it was, I mean, he was just a very prideful man. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to come home and die mm-hmm. and watch these people. You know, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, but, and I know this doesn't give you guys any kind of like introspection on it. And I'm not romanticizing this anyway. But it was like the way he told this story, I could see it as a movie. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he told this story where we were just like on the edge of our seats and it was, it it was crazy. And I could just see it as a story and I had it all in my mind how it was going to go. And I told Bruce, I'm like, if we're going to do a book, like I really want to do this. The very first book, I want this to be the prelude to the book. And you know, this scene kind of comes up and we want to dedicate it to him. Well, that sounds really cool. And that's funny that you said that because- Marie and I, uh, my the other team lead, we mm-hmm. talked about doing a book series on all the different interesting people we met in real estate, mm. and because it has nothing to do with the house, but the story within that home that's causing that person to leave. Okay. And you just hit on a really interesting story, because uh, probably about six years ago, we mm. ran into this guy, we got a call to list a home, mm-hmm. and he, um, he, this lady was following us around, and she wouldn't talk, and she was probably about late 60s, but wouldn't talk, and mm-hmm. she would just follow us around the house, and we're like... Why is this lady following us around the house? Who is she? Well, it turns out this is a gentleman that worked for DuPont, and he was an engineer, and he designed this beautiful house, brick by brick, stone by stone, right on the water on the Chesapeake. Mm. And it was his dream house, but he didn't go anywhere. He didn't travel. He didn't do anything. And all he wanted to do was he built this house and said, honey, we're going to have the most amazing retirement of our lives. So he retired at around 70. She was 68. And all of a sudden, she started. He started saying within a within a month, she started forgetting things. She had the most aggressive um, Alzheimer's, and oh. within two months, she didn't even know who he was. So, oh my god! So can you imagine? I mean, you're talking like, and he's staring, and this guy, seventy one year old guy, is crying, and he looked right at me and my wife, and he said, "Whatever you do, don't wait. Do the things you want to do now." Oh, because. The future is never guaranteed. He goes, yeah. All money. He saved, I, I saved close to a million dollars, and now I have to spend all of it on my wife's care and go into an assisted living facility with her. And she doesn't even know who I am anymore. Oh, my God. I can't imagine that. So that's correct. But that changed our lives. Like You just said how this story changed your life. That story changed me and my wife's uh, life. And we decided at that point to start traveling more. 
Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the side effect is in real estate, we can't tell anybody we travel or they won't use us. Oh, yeah. Well, because they'll think that you're not working for them or you're right. taking time off. Um, no, I definitely feel the same way lately. And I mean, there's a lot of things. Um, I mean, Bruce and I are just like, I don't know how to explain it. I've seen other people have this kind of relationship where you can just tell they are like meant to be together and mm-hmm. they will be together forever. Like they found their lobster. They're you know a team. I mean? They are a solid they are an one absolute team. team. They love being together. Yep. They just, they, and that's how him and I are. And it's the most oddest thing. It's like the end of my gang. And, you know, you kind of think you have that sometimes in other people and then it doesn't work out. Yeah. Like top, then, bottom, bottom, top. No, you know what I mean? Game, like, you know, game. like, they're just... We, they don't get our joint, like, facial, like, your, your, I know. your, your, your connection. I, it's sorry. It's just like a, a missing puzzle piece. And right. then when you find it in this person, and they don't necessarily complete you, but they do at the same time. Mm-hmm. So him and I would love to be able to have a business together. We talked about doing these books together. We can't figure out exactly how we want to do those books yet. Um, I, I was thinking, I was like, we know we kind of want to be a little smutty. Smutty or slutty? Both. I gotcha. <laughs> we kind of want to do both. All right. Um, but it's not, I don't want that to be it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of these things where you can read these books and you're looking just to dog ear the fucker. So like you can go at yourself, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's, there's books out there and, but we don't really want that. We want that to be like also in it. See, I don't, you know, I don't really read. I do. I would need movie series. Well, I just think, I'm like, if we do this right, we could make this happen. So mm-hmm. we're kind of coming up with everything. We're kind of getting there. We kind of know what the character's going to be. We just don't have the other stuff. So I kind of need to go get myself an assistant at this point because it's just I'm too busy and I can't do all these other projects, right? So I'm in the works of doing go that. Go to University of Delaware. Get one of those intern writers. They'll do it for you for No, free. not an intern writer. I need somebody to help me with the appraisal side of things. Like oh, helping me with, assistant like, the other typing. way so you can yeah, do the other appraisal I got stuff. it. I'm all not right. going to have anybody typing shit for me, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. But um, yeah, I mean, there's like that kind of stuff going on. So lots of projects coming in. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff I'm going to do with this podcast. And I need the time. Like right now, as you know, in real estate, and I'll let you talk about that a little bit, it is absolutely insane. It is absolutely the most insane I've ever seen this business at this point. And we are always working around. It's like seven days a week all the time. And there's never time for anything. And everybody gets so mad at me because I'm like never around. And I'm like, it's not because I don't want to be around. It's because I don't have time. And if I don't work and I don't get these done, people don't have a home to go live in. That's correct. It's a Mm -hmm. very, very tough thing. I just had like a couple that their actual, their agent screwed up some stuff and because they couldn't get it fixed, they were living in a hotel until I could get their appraisal done and I could not get it done until this sort of got sorted out. Mm-hmm. So they were living in a hotel and then when they finally give it to me, like I had to rush like, you know, crazy to get like this thing done to get these people out of the hotel and living there with their kids and their dog. At the Red Roof Inn up the street. Do you have any idea the amount of pressure that causes? And that is a direct... Unfortunately, as a realtor, I cannot Mm -hmm. talk negative. It's in our code of ethics Mm -hmm. about other realtors. Mm -hmm. But um, that should never happen. I mean, that's hands down something that should never happen. Um, So I I really feel... And and, and, and as as one of the top agents in Delaware... Uh, I can tell you right Delaware. now <laughs> that that can never happen. But people constantly don't follow up 
Like, you you have to do other people's jobs. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with the house. Like, mm-hmm. everyone says, oh, you sell houses. I've never sold a house in my life. I transitioned somebody from one stage of their life to the next. Mm-hmm. And whatever major life experience is causing them to sell that home. Right. You, in return, are part of that process. And you literally had to drop everything to get them living out of a, a hotel. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine if they had kids or dogs? They did or, have kids and dogs. It, it was awful. It, it, this, to me, is like... I don't even care about getting paid. My job is that there's a million things that can go wrong from start to finish. And even after you're done, after it sells, you can have things happen. But it's your job to help them as as seamlessly as possible to get to that next level in their life. And what do you think that person's going to say about realtors? That they were trapped or had to go into a a place like that. And what are they? They're going to be like bad-mouthing realtors at that point. Well, I think moreover, it's... And we'll get to like the fun stuff because this isn't super fun. But mm-hmm. I had always wanted to kind of say, and I know I mentioned it before, we're in this kind of market. So if a lot of you people that are listening right now are looking for houses, you know that when you're out there looking, there's like all these people betting against you. You know what I mean? You're all like bidding up and you're doing these bidding wars and right. all this stuff, right? The thing is, is that when you do these bidding wars, two things are going to happen, okay? You're either A, going to come to the table with the extra cash outside of what it's going to appraise for, right? So whatever you, it appraises for versus what you say you're going to pay for it, you got to come to the cash with a difference. So right. if it doesn't appraise, it, you got to come with it. Or you're putting it in financing. The problem is, is too many people are doing that. A lot of these listing agents are letting these people bid on things $20,000 over, mm-hmm. but they're putting these houses on at top of market already. Right, right. At the top of the market you could go because otherwise, what is it, what's the point, right? You're going to take the max payout you can get and then these people are saying, I'll pay $20,000 over. Well, what they're not doing is they're not doing an escalation clause, which says, hey, this is what's going on. You're bidding $20,000 over. It may not appraise. If it doesn't, you have to certify that you have the funds coming to the table. Right. You know, that kind of thing. And, and they're the not right, doing it. And that's what happened in this case. It had, they bid, bid, bid. I couldn't get that thing to come in because it was $20,000 over for a condo, by the way. And I couldn't get it to come in. So they have, I have to tell them, you need to bring me something that supports your, justifies this contract price. Right. And they could not do it. Well, because the listing agent, I guess, either did or did not tell them, who knows, I don't know, told the seller, we'll get it. Well, they couldn't get it. And the seller was mad, wanted his money. These people had moved out of their other house because you can't do a my sale or like a, a house contingency, which means, well, uh, I'll buy your house as long as my house sells. You can't really do that anymore in this market. It has to be contingency free. Mm-hmm. So they moved out of their house to move into this condo. And it's a two floor. It's a large condo, but it was still a freaking condo with like, you know, two small kids and a dog on two floor. It was actually nice. What am I saying? It's like a big townhouse. It was pretty. But they got stuck because the seller was really angry, wanted that money, and they didn't have it. And that, so they and were that, stuck. That happened. We just let's say we just listed a property. I'm not going to say the address. Mm-hmm. Um, we within 24 hours we have 12 offers. They're all over asking, mm. and we are we literally just had a whole bunch of people renege because as a good listing agent, you want proof of fund. Like we're already putting what's called a clause in. That's a protection clause. Mm-hmm. The buyer will pay the difference between sale price and appraised, appraised value. Right, right, exactly. So right now, let's just That's say... That's the escalation clause. I got to talk hypotheticals here. Right. Let's say the most this house will appraise for, because as a prior having an appraisal background like mm-hmm. I've had, is 260 mm-hmm. Well, it's bid up to two eighty. Mm-hmm. Okay. 20000 over. And 20000 over. And I put that clause in there. And I'm going back to the top three of those 12 that are already at that number and said, put up or shut up. Send me proof of funds that you have an additional $20,000 over 
this loan amount so you can come to the table. Yes. And now all these people are reneging on that because they are relying that it's going to be shorted and the they're going to force the seller to lower it. Right. No, if you offer that, you're going to pay that. Yes, but a lot of people don't, and they think that they can um, sort of like <clears throat> shove it into their financing. And it, it makes it hard. It makes it a hard job. We're not mm -hmm. around a lot. And now with the way that rates are, they're very good, but it's very hard to get in anywhere. Right. And it's been a tough time. And I think there's a lot of other people this week that are having a tough time besides just us. And you want to know who at least one of them is? I would love to know. I have been dying ever since this came out. I've been dying to have this discussion. I couldn't wait. Oh, boy. I saved this damn thing I love so how fast. you surprised me. This is great. Let's go. What is it? Yeah, I, I saved this so fast. So, Marilyn Manson. Okay. Everybody talking about Marilyn Manson right now. So, for the longest time, let's start here. Because <laughs> everybody knows what this is about. People always thought, oh, Todd's going, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a damn clue what's happening. So right. um, for the longest time, people sort of assumed in wherever, if you listen to Marilyn Manson, that kind of thing, you kind of assume that, you know, this Marilyn Manson is the persona, you know, that he's putting off. It's like rock and roll persona, right? And he's right. just whatever. Well, Evan Rachel Wood is like, oh, not so fast. He's an abuse. He's an abusive dick. Mm -hmm. And it is out all over the place. So she has been for years talking about this abuse that she sustained. And it was like her this horrific abuse mm -hmm. that she had sustained. But she had never named him. Well, she had enough. And girlfriend blabbed it all out. And this is on NPR.org. So NPR is one of them daddy newses. Everybody loves them. So that's what Jamie and I call them. If you haven't paid attention. So we're like CNN, New York Times, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. We call them the daddy news. Okay. So they've been around a while. They have like mainstream influence, that kind of thing. So, so does NPR. <laughs> it says, Evan Rachel Wood names Marilyn Manson as abuser. So this is from February 1st and it's Andrew Limbong that has done this. So it says, actress Evel Rachel Wood, or Evan Rachel Wood has identified Brian Warner, better known as the industrial rock musician Marilyn Manson, as the abuser she had refrained from naming in previous testimony. In a statement posted to Instagram, the Westworld actor alleged that Warner, with whom she was in a relationship between 2007 and 2010, started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years. I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. So she was done with him in 2010. Apparently. And she just wrote this now. Yeah. So it took her 10 years to get to the point of being able to talk about it. I guess so. But wow. this is the case. So, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i always kind of like, mm. but she's been talking about this for a long time. I mean, she went in front of Congress and everything. She just didn't want to say who it was. And apparently she's saying she didn't want to say because was, she, she feared retaliation. Was she under the age of 18 when she said teenager? Was she under the age of 18 when uh, It just doesn't say. It just says from a teenager. I'm not sure. Okay. It says, but this is the thing. Because she finally came out. Other people are like, oh, yeah, no, it happened to me, too. So with, with, had, with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And some of the stuff they're saying, I was like, oh, shit. So it says, in response, several other women have taken to Instagram to accuse Warner of physical and sexual abuse. Model Sarah, Sarah McNeil wrote, I have been afraid to bring any spotlight upon myself as to avoid winding up in his crosshairs again. So, like, these women are all saying, like, he's nuts. And, like, to get rid of him is a really hard thing to do. So, he stalks afterwards. He won't For a go. long time. Like, wow. very narcissistic. I mean, is what they're trying to say. Okay. I specifically don't know him. I can't say so. I'm just reading this article. Right. It's, like, fucking nuts, right? So, she says, I've been afraid to bring any spotlight upon myself to, as to avoid winding up in his crosshairs again as a result of the way he treated me 
I suffered from mental health issues and PTSD that have affected my personal and professional relationships, self-worth, and personal goals. NPR has reached out to Warner's representatives but have yet to hear back. Though this is the first time Wood has named Warner openly, she has been vocal about her experiences with sexual abuse. In 2018, she testified before a House Judiciary Subcommittee going into graphic detail of being tied up, beaten, and threatened by an unnamed abuser as well as the lingering mental trauma that resulted. Wood also testified before the California State Public Safety Committee in 2019 in support of the Phoenix Act, which extends the statute of limitations for survivors of domestic violence. A press representative for Warner previously issued a statement to the UK heavy metal publication, Metal Hammer, after Warner hung up on an interview who questioned him about the allegations late last year. And what was said from that person is, personal testimony is just that, and we think it's inappropriate to comment on that, the statement said. So he hasn't said anything yet, but that was last year, and she was like, I had enough. No, it's weird, because, you know, look what they got. They got Bill Cosby, you know, for all the things he did, right? Mm -hmm. And he's in jail now. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that's what those laws are doing, is to make sure they can go back 20, 30 years on somebody, because the statute of limitations, I think, used to be like two or three years. I don't know. So by the time somebody is able to have the courage to come up. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the evidence is gone unless you've got emails or text or videos. Right. That you save. So, DNA, I mean, it, I guess. That, yeah. it does make that, it, it does make it harder, but that, you know, people, if, if you're getting abused, you have to say something right away. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. They're waiting so long, but now they have the courage. They're finally there. Now, now who's going to act? And that's going to be up to see if they're going to file charges on him for these things. I don't know. I just think too, um, you know, sometimes it takes a really long time to even realize that you were abused. Like, that was a form of abuse. Like, you you tend to think that it's your fault. You tend that there's something wrong with you. Maybe you didn't see it right if you had only done that. Like, sometimes you really just don't know what the hell that is. Like, and a little later, you kind of figure it out. But you're like, I don't know that I want to be back involved with this person. Like, I don't want to well, when you're deal in with this something, person again. You're, you're blind. You're blind to abuse when you're into the in, in a relationship. I do agree with that. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just, it's it's awful. And... I'm just like, I kind of, Evan, this woman, Evan Rachel Wood, I've always thought she's like nutty in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she's great as an actress and things like that. But like the way that she thinks outside of that, I don't know. Like the stuff that she says, you're just like, you're a fucking wackadoodle, right? But at the end of the day, like, and I don't, I'm not one of those people who just sort of just believes mm-hmm. things just for the fact that you say so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm definitely not one of those people. Like, it, it's, I'm like that with a lot, a lot of things. Unless you can kind of show me evidence up front, I don't necessarily believe anything about anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to do that to me. I would want to have the benefit of the doubt. Let me see first. I don't want to put you on trial before I know what's really going on. Right. Or whatever, but you know what? She's always been saying this stuff, and I've been kind of following that. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to her? You know, because you think about it, like she's like saying, like this happened to me, and it was like time. I don't know why today she decided, or you know why now is the time. But I'm very curious to see how he is going to respond to that, and I don't know how he will. Well, we'll see. I mean, it, it, it to me, it's like if it's indefensible. If you've got multiple people that are coming out saying the same thing. And they can prove that they were with him and went through the same pattern. Yeah. Then, then they, he's gonna get he's gonna get popped. I mean, he should though. I'm just like, oh my god, you know what? But then there's like this whole other side of the story where this guy was having the time of his life. Unfortunately, it's gonna cost him his career too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so this was according to the New York Post, and it was Peruvian lawyer caught having sex during virtual court hearing. That's a new thing. That CNN attorney just did the whole thing. They like to masturbate while on Zoom. While on Zoom? While on Zoom. They're getting caught. Matt, these dudes are getting caught 
thinking their camera's off, and they are masturbating to the sounds of their co-workers' voices. No, they are not! Yes, they are! What? They Shut get up. off on it, and then they, they don't realize their camera's still on. The, the attorney for CNN just got popped doing that. He got popped when he did his pop. <laughs> he got popped during his pop. <laughs> oh, God, are you serious? Dead serious, man. I never heard of it, because you know what? I swear to God, if it's not on Facebook, I'm not going to know about it. I work too much... And Facebook's it. And that probably makes me a boomer because we're not on Instagram. I mean, I can't stand dealing with Instagram. And I mm-hmm. certainly can't fucking stand Twitter. There's nothing on Instagram except the picture. I know. It's really silly, you know? It's really difficult for me to have an extra step. Let me go figure out. Let me go get a picture so it, like, aligns with what I want to say. And blah, 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 blah. No, I don't want to deal with that. Facebook's easier. I can just put what I want to put up there. But anyway, back to this. So, <laughs> it says, this is according to Lee Brown on January 31st. He, he was... Court in the act. Did you see that? Court? Court instead of caught. Court in the act. Yeah. You know this Lee Brown was like, ha ha, I got him. That was great. <laughs> that first line, right ahead. Boom. Fuck that shit all up. I got it. I all got right. You. It says, a lawyer has gone viral in Peru after he stripped off and had sex while still on camera during a live stream court case, according to reports. Hector Cipriano Paradis Arobles. I can't even say it that well. I can't even say that three times fast. Have been taking part in a virtual hearing involving a Feared local gang, Los Zidid Chamayo, when he shocked the judge and other viewers Thursday with his X-rated display, Robles completely stripped off, then started kissing an equally naked woman who soon straddled him. You know you're so jealous right now. You're like, come on, Maria. (laughs) (laughs) Maria says, I want to have sex on a Zoom call. (laughs) Hey, baby. I'm sure I'll make a couple nickels. That's all I mean want to watch me have sex. <laughs> That'll be everything you ever get from then on outside of some really weird clients. That's, that's right. Like that. yeah. It's going to be the weirdest clients ever. Mr. Todd. Mr. Todd. We saw your video. I saw your video. <laughs> Need a unicorn? I'm going to get my fluffy. I'll get my fluffy voice on. I love Fluffy. I love Fluffy. He's a great comedian, but I'll get his voice on. I give you two cents. You come here. You take care of me. Mr. Todd. <laughs> i seen your videos. i see your videos. <laughs> you ride wife real well. Oh, my God. Oh, great. That's funny. Oh, shit. All right. It says the outraged judge, John Chachua Torres, immediately called a halt to proceedings, ripping Robles for having disrespected the Excuse dignity. me, sir. Can you give me two more minutes, please? <laughs> I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> this lawyer has lacked the honor and dignity of the profession, the judge said. And the Bar Association letter also stressed that it strongly rejects, you think? The obscene acts, are you sure? Has a call for a swift investigation into his future in law. Robles, who has yet to publicly address the sex scandal, was replaced in the case and faces a probe by Peru's public ministry as well as the Bar Association. He thought his camera was off. That's all it was. He, he had to, because there was no way this guy would have been like, come here, baby, I'm about to fuck my life up. And he's like, because they, they, they probably got off on it. They probably got, hey, man, they'll never know we're doing this. That never happened. There's no way that he would do that and implode his career. That's what I'm saying. He thought his camera was yeah, off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he's he probably thought his like, honey, off. honey, come here, the camera's off. No one will know. <laughs> Look in the judge. This is going to be hilarious. Well, the joke's on him now. Turn your camera off. <laughs> Okay, his case is just the latest scandal over officials being either underdressed or getting carried away as live stream cameras record their shame. In September, married Argentinian MP Juan Emilio Ameri resigned after cavorting with his girlfriend during a virtual session of Congress, pulling down her top (laughs) to kiss her newly enhanced breasts. 
Well, he's proud of them. If they were newly enhanced, look he just wants these. the world to see them. I know. Look it's at on these national puppies. Stage. Yeah, look at these. Oh, my God. So, I never heard. I mean, I've heard of people, like, you know, putting, like, professional attire on top and then, like, just being in their jammy bottoms. But I've never heard of anybody, like, getting caught. Well, there's there's realtors that have been caught. They 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 hook up and they go into people's houses, mm. and it's like uh, the fear of getting caught is the turn on. So there are agents that have been cheating on their spouses. They find a vacant home or they make an appointment. They go in, and then another agent, like especially in this market, comes behind them maybe at the wrong time and sneaks mm-hmm. in the house to try to show it mm-hmm. and walks right on to another realtor having having sex in someone else's bed. Happens all the time. Oh my god! Look, <laughs> no, it's you're, what they're doing is there. There is a real thing where people want the excitement of getting caught, but they think they're not going to get caught because they think the camera's off, or maybe they'll hear us and they won't know what those sounds are. But well, why no, would they have a camera and the, uh, the cameras on the computer? They're on these Zoom. Calls. I know, but why would they be on a Zoom in somebody else's house? No, 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 no. I'm talking about in general. Before pre, oh, before pre Zoom, COVID, they would, pre-COVID, okay. they would do these kind of things, and they and they've been caught. And I've and a lot of realtors, uh, you know, they they've been caught doing this. Mm. It's their their little secret world. Like, oh, we might get caught, but they don't. Oh, or they goodness. do. So when you come home at night and you had ten showings, you're like, wow, why is this dent in my bed? Oh my god! <laughs> and you're just. Trying to fix the, the covers. So, a long time ago, I was in this house, and it was a, um, a foreclosure. But, like, they had left their bed. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a four-post bed with a top on it. Mm-hmm. And it had mirrors in it, mm-hmm. inside of it. But it was a foreclosure. The bank I, owned it. I've got a million of these stories as a realtor. Well, I hopped up on the bed mm-hmm. on all fours and was, like, like, doing that to my boss, like, as a joke. Because it was, like, who the Wait, hell Wait, which boss this? is this? I'm not telling you who. It was okay. one of the bosses I've had before. So, okay. <laughs> I don't want to say their name. Because it was a foreclosure. Nobody was there. It was stuff that was left behind. I just was like, wow, look at this bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, first of all, you'd like, you needed to like hop into the bed. It was one of those really tall Victorian. You need Victorian. a ladder to get in. Yeah. yeah, it was like one of those really tall Victorian beds. But then, like, it was like, surprise! There's, you know, like, mirrors underneath the bed. It's like a four post with a top on it. And it was mirrors underneath. And I was like, oh, GD. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. And so I was like, take my picture. Like, doing that, like, that's a joke. Do you still have that picture? Uh, no, I do. I still have a picture. <laughs> I actually do still have the picture somewhere. We got to post and, uh, that on the podcast. Because they were like, because I don't know. Well, we'll he, change your little cartoon character. And then you'll be like on all fours going, Rawr. I know. <laughs> it's just, it's funny because. Every once in a while, like, I started doing this thing where, like, when I'm out on visits, like, people and their dogs, like, they have, like, the cutest dogs, mm-hmm. and they all want to be around, so I'm like, you know, can I take a picture of your dog? Like, I have this thing, and they're like, yeah, take a picture of my dog. Take a picture of anything else, but then that one little thing, so, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of funny, and... <laughs> oh, I could see you doing that, for real. <laughs> well, I mean, we would never do that in somebody's home. We would never, ever do that, but we were, I mean... Nothing just she'll say stuff. on air. No, I'm just no, I would never. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely not. I would not do that. Yeah, I'll um, that. So, let me see. Hold on. I have some other stuff. What do you think of Redfin? Redfin? Um, they It's weird. It's it's like for agents that want to just be fed leads. Um, they're a discount broker. Uh, but they, but they uh, 
the agents they have are, are more like buyer's agents listings. They don't really know how to list, mm. in my opinion. I, and the yeah. only reason I asked is it kind of just came up in my feed for some reason. They must hear me talking about realtors and now it's like in my feed. But, um, yeah, your phone's listening to you. So, Here, anyone that wants something really funny, take your phone and yell, I would really love a breast pump. And let's see what comes up in your feed in 15 minutes. <laughs> I know, and you'll start getting this stuff for breast pumps. Uh, it's funny because You I was, won't even Google it. They'll just be there. No, it'll be there. Like, my whole thing was I wanted um, I wanted to make a custom Hawaiian shirt. Oh, And right. I literally started talking about, God, I really like to make a custom shirt because I'm a big fan of the Struts, which is a music band. Right. And I wanted to make these custom shirts where it's a picture of me with the band when you pay all that money to go to the meet and greets. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not even kidding. Within 15 minutes, I had 20 ads on my Facebook Hawaiian shirts, and I actually found the company that did the custom shirts, and I've been using them ever since. So there is some good to it, but it's still freaking weird that we have a listing device we're carrying around with us. It is weird. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is something that's even weirder than that. You're going to give me something weirder? It is super duper weird. All right. So the New York Post has been hopping lately. Okay. All right. This is just like... For the people that listen to the podcast, they know that I'm, like, obsessed with women who are pregnant but don't know it. So they show up at the hospital like, oh, I think I have appendicitis. No, you're the baby. Like, no, no, you, you were pregnant the whole time. What the fuck you don't know you have a band You know what I mean? It's just, it's amazing to me, Maybe right? Maybe they have really bad gas. For all those months. That's right. I've actually met several of these women that, um, they're usually uh, significantly larger women. They're, and they don't know that they've been gaining this weight. I've met a few of them. There was one uh, one lady I worked with. She literally was on the phone talking to her mom about having really bad cramps. And next thing you know, it went pop. The baby came out. And she's like, Mom, I just had a baby. No, no. Dead serious. It was, it was years not. Ago. I am dead serious. She heard a pop and it just fell no, out. No, it went pop. The splash, it all came out. And you can't just come out that quickly. Yes, it can. Don't you? My wife's hooked to that, uh, that English show where the babies can come out real quick. She's had other babies before, so... It, everything was kind of streamlined. It was already broken in. <laughs> streamlined and broken in. Yes. What? Your body remembers. So the, my somebody, body didn't remember anything. Well, your body's different. Somebody's different. <laughs> Somebody. I'm just telling you what. If I go, oh my god, I had cramps, and then a pop, and then a baby just flies out of my vagina, I'm pretty well, sure it would be a miracle. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, because I can't have any more babies. Yeah, I can have no more babies. But yeah, that's that's. Oh my god. Well, this woman can have babies, and not only can she have babies, but she conceived more babies while still being pregnant with twins. I know. Wrap your brain around that. She got two uteruses or something. Wrap your brain around that. So let's find it. So this was from December 29th. And um, it was from Marissa Delato. Her cervix didn't close all the way. Now, a little couple spares got in there from another section. <laughs> a couple spares. And there must have been another egg to drop. They went in there and got it. <laughs> I don't know. It says, oh, baby, baby. Oops, she did it again. Here's another one who was like, fuck yeah. I nailed it. Mm. First line. First line. Nailed it. Wow. It says, Amanda has conceived a third child a little over a week after learning she was pregnant with twins. It's a rare case of superfetation. When a separate egg is fertilized by sperm in the womb days or weeks after a pregnancy has already occurred. Yep. Oh, so there was some strong leftovers. There was some very it, strong it didn't leftovers. die. I got it. I'm like, I didn't know that that could even happen because you're supposed to only be fertile for like three days, right? They drop an egg, maybe two, whatever. I mean, it's rare, but you know, you can have two, depending. Right. It, but there's only like supposed to be three days. So it's like, how the hell 
Well, another egg could have been in. It, it could have came down. But or the maybe... egg's only good for so long once it's out. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe for some reason another one got in there. <laughs> well, obviously. I mean, well, it had to, right. It says, the TikTok star known only as the Blonde Bunny one, something of a Britney Spears lookalike who entertains her more than 235,000 followers. Wow. With belly-bearing bump updates, is 17 weeks along with her triplets. In one viral video, which had 5.2 million views as of Tuesday morning, the growing mama explains what's going on inside her belly. We knew it was two separate pregnancies, she said to the camera. When you ovulate, you ovulate for 24 hours, and sperm can live in your body for up to three to five days. So our first two babies are 10 and 11 days older than our third baby. So I wonder, since the other ones are bigger, are they going to bully the smaller baby? <laughs> I don't know. Says her doctors wanted to confirm it was, in fact, superfetation and not twin absorption or malnourished baby. So she's been receiving ultrasounds every two weeks. Sure enough, it's been hitting every single milestone like it's supposed to, growing at a healthy rate just 10 to 11 days behind the first two babies we have. That is just nuts. It, I would it, shit my pants to hear I'm having two, but then they're like, hey, guess what? There's a he part. has some strong-ass swimmers, honey. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> How do you talk to your husband? What the hell have you been eating? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> anyway, we're going to bottle that, and we're going to give it some infertile men. Jeez. <laughs> That's some super swimmers there, man. I know, because I'm just thinking to myself, like, what do you mean that there's another one? They probably I had bet. little, like, military hats or something. When they came <laughs> out, and they were like, I'm going to get Yeah, yeah. Survive. <laughs> yeah. Or they, right? they could have hit somewhere safe. Like, we're going to hide. We're going to wait for that extra. Yeah, we're there. just going to hide behind <laughs> it. Yeah, I know. There is, get it. I know. In 2016, Self reported that superfetation is so rare that there are only a handful of documented cases. The next year, the Post told the story of a surrogate mother who thought she was carrying identical twin boys when, in fact, superfetation had caused her to conceive her own child with her husband during the same cycle in which the intended parent's embryo was transferred to her uterus. <gasps> oh my God! This happened to us because my hormones didn't stop me from ovulating. I ovulated another time. Oh, in another video, she explained that her mucus plug had yet to form, which allowed a second pregnancy to happen. She was not taking any fertility drugs at the time and does not have a bicarnate urine. urine so, uterus. so the weird part is... so. She kind of made out because if you're a surrogate, you usually make about fifty thousand dollars to be a surrogate. So she kind of got two for one. She got hers for free. Actually, somebody <laughs> paid her fifty thousand dollars to have that other ki- have the kids. True. So she's like, it's gonna be taken care oh, of. God, that's that. Uh, damn, that's awesome. She's probably sitting here like, that's awesome. Just say, hey, what are they? They can't switch them up at birth though. They're gonna have no. To I mean, no. Obviously, you know, test them to make sure that they give her the right baby. That's crazy. That's nuts, though. She's probably like. Cha-ching! Oh my god. I am so freaking glad that I can't have any more children. I'll tell you what. It's exhausting. Children are exhausting. I know. They come in here and enter our podcast. They, every time. That really? one especially is up my ass. And he's like so far up my ass. And he comes out with that, really, that orange lifesaver and everything. Yeah, I know. Well, the other Life day. Lifesaver. Sorry, not saver. So the other day, he's sitting in his room minding his own business. And I don't know if a ghost came through or what. I don't know what that happened. But all of a sudden, his monitor on his um, oh, we can't upstairs about real estate and ghosts all the time. I know, I know. You have a couple stories, but his monitor just fell right over for no reason and broke. And it's like one of those like sort of curved ones or like mm-hmm. a thirty-two inch screen that's curved. So only half of the screen works now, and he's like having a meltdown because like the screen's not working. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. So anyway, I just I don't even understand. I don't know what I would do if somebody said, not only do you have two, but now you have three. I would drink. 
But I can. But I can. I'm a man. She can't drink, but I certainly can. God, can you imagine the cost? I I just look like a fifteen hundred per kid. That's forty five hundred dollars a month, just in the expenses to have a child, just the basic essentials. I mean, all right. I don't want to talk too political about things. Oh God, here we go. Don't get me started because you banned me from talking politics. Well, no, no, no. I don't want to get it too much, but apparently, I mean, it is going around. It's on Facebook now, and it's like in a big, big debate. Okay, so let's All right, it. so that, I'm doing it that way. It doesn't necessarily have to be a political thing. Okay. I wonder from a parent perspective. All right, I can do that. All right, so if you we base it like that, that's okay. So apparently, no matter what you, I don't know, what you ascribe to, like if you're, if you're transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, in high school sports or mm-hmm. whatever, then you can just play sports on whatever team. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's been this executive order stating that you shouldn't be discriminated against or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are really upset. <coughs> yeah, this is a Telsey Gabbard, who's a big, I'm a big fan of hers. She came out absolutely against this because men are biologically stronger. And this is, this is a this fact. This is biological, right. Yeah, they're going to be faster and stronger yes. and everything. So they're going to be first, second, and third place could be all transgender. And then they can get... So people could fake being a transgender, get these awards, be first, second, and third place, and get scholarships mm-hmm. at colleges as a person that, that wants to be in female sports. Right. So that is where the... The, the crux of that's things. That's where the crux of things can be. So it's not saying you can't identify and and do the things you want to do, but playing a specific sport. And there was an argument from another one. I actually watched a series on this that says, well, if they're transgender and they're trying to be transitioned fully, they would be on certain type of hormones and some drugs. Right. That would remove some of that would take some that would shrink their muscles a little bit, but not enough. Right. Not as much as needed. They would have a competitive advantage. Already genetically, whereas hard work and everything like that, someone else is doing it, they wouldn't have that competitive advantage. So, again, I would be against that. I'm all for transgenders identifying with oh, what they want. Of course, want. I mean, you've always you've been a very big supporter. I'm a big of fan of things. drag queens. I yeah. mean, I love drag. Miss Troy yeah. is one of my favorite. Uh, you know, she's gonna if she what listens to this. Yeah. Well, I love I love her, mm-hmm. and I've been cr- crucified by the religious right because. I think everyone should have the right to do whatever they want to do with themselves. Right. But, when but how does that come down? It's like, I find that hard. So it's like, if one of your children, you know, decide to, you know, transition, and then they, they are playing sports, and they now did go on their respective sides, that's hard. You know, that mm-hmm. is such a hard thing. But it's it's also so unfair. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's odd, too. Like, do we have the same thing? Like, I haven't seen anything mm-hmm. yet where it's female to male, and they're in sports. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that come up. It's only male to female. Well, here's the thing. In female sports. I haven't seen it the other way around. A female can, if she's strong enough and big enough, should be able to play in male sports. Or we just have sports. You know, it's just not one or the other. Right. But competitively, females are not as strong. But there are females that can be in some sports, like uh, kicker, kicking in soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we there's definitely women that have been kickers. And I can tell you right now, I think you could have D-back, defensive backs, right now, that could be almost as fast and, and with the right amount of training and skills could cover any man. Mm-hmm. So they they can compete at the same level in some things. Mm-hmm. But uh, bowling, obviously, if it's some sport, but I don't really mm-hmm. consider bowling a sport as, yeah. per se. 
you know, archery, shooting, rifles, that all NASCAR, that's all equal across the board. Right. So yeah. but but if track and field where you need speed and strength and there's gonna be that competitive advantage if they are genetically a man. I don't know. I just it's so hard because I just think, you know, my my son has, you know, some friends. <clears throat> That are, you know, definitely transgender and, you know, you look at them and you want them to have the the best experience they can possibly have, you know, but I also think about, there was this one article and I thought that I saved it. I'm so pissed that I didn't save it. There was this guy, an African-American and he was a runner. Mm -hmm. And when he was on the men's, doing the men's things, I mean, he just wasn't making it. Like Mm -hmm. he just could not place at Mm -hmm. all. So he, you know, transitioned, whether it was a real transition or not. Uh, transition went on to female and was first place in everything. Yep. And, and, that, and that's that fraud. was it. That is fraud to me. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, well, gosh, you know, but I mean, what do you do? You know what I mean? How do you, you know what I mean? It, it's so, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's such a hard thing. And there's a class action lawsuit going on right now. Well, uh, for what? For what? Um, there's an, it's a class action lawsuit and it was from the same girl who brought it back in 2018. See, this was something I was looking at late last night. She's suing because the transgender was there and she lost. She doesn't going? think it's right. All right. And, and, she, and ultimately she thinks she's it's an unfair advantage because it takes away opportunities right. and, from and people I, in that, like for to get right. scholarships and, that and things like scholars. that. Exactly. Take it. You're absolutely You're correct. opening up like a can of worms. That, it's you know? already open and it's a wiggling strong. And it is. It's wiggling all over the place. Yes, it but is. But I was looking at it last night and I was like, wow, this is like really interesting. And people are talking about it quite a bit mm-hmm. because, you know, even though there's COVID, there's a lot of things well, that are going on outside and you're getting ready to start up track. This is, and, and we won't talk little, but this is bipartisan. This, there is so many that female athlete Democrats that are livid right now mm-hmm. because of this. And, yeah, and, on both sides. And, and this isn't something, this thing. is something that the president, you know, an executive order is mm-hmm. just, there's so many other things going on right now. And like, it's like we, we. And again, if we get political, this is a war on COVID. Mm. We're not going to change anything until we focus 100% on that. So everything we do has to be on that. So every one of these executive orders that has nothing to do with COVID and stopping the virus and getting people back to normal life has mm. to end. And that's this is yeah. just something silly that's going to piss off the, the, the right wing folks because they're like, look, look what they're doing. They don't care about COVID is this, COVID is that, and this is what they care about. So anyway. No, I mean, I get it. It's just, I wanted to bring it up because it came up last night and I, I couldn't really sleep real well because actually... Because um, <laughs> you want to transition to a man. Well, yeah, I was in your, the middle of transition. What, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with Bruce and you? Is he? I don't know. I, I really don't what? think he's going to go for it. I, he said he'd love me forever, but I don't know if I decided to you, grow up. You know what? I've asked that question. This is something really funny. <laughs> Ask your significant other uh-huh. if you were going to transition to their sex, would they stay with you? Hell I would expect him to. Well, that's the whole thing. But this is a question. Do you really love the person you're with? And someone hit me with that, and I thought about it, and I said, I'm sorry, Maria. Well, that is an interesting question. I said, and Maria's like, well, if I want to be a man, would you stay with me? And I looked at her like, well, I love you. And I'm like, but I don't enjoy penis. (laughs) So So I don't know what I would do. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I never had to give it thought like that. Yeah, I can see the expression on your face like, I'm really confused right now. Yeah, because I don't know. I can't imagine Bruce being like, well, I'll just put it in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll just get around the fact that you have a penis down the front. I'll just ignore it. and I won't touch it or something. I don't know. I mean, because he's very hey, You got to do that. You is. should videotape him while you ask him that question just to get his body language. No, I don't want to do that to that poor man. He is the nicest person in the you. entire world. It would only be for you. 
literally this I always tell him like you're the most annoying nicest person I've ever met he's, he's got like his own little quirks and they're just really funny and I won't get into what they are but um he's like the nicest person for instance I just have to bring this up real quick we're talking about neighbors um a friend of ours who also lives, lives in our neighborhood was is kind of feuding a little bit yeah, feuding I, yeah he doesn't like his next door neighbor and oh i saw was that the post with seth, the shovel on yeah the, our uh, friend oh, seth yeah. i won't tell you what his name is but he lives in our neighborhood and he posted right. on facebook and a lot of people are posting about this they're saying okay well like how far over do you shovel do you shovel for your neighbors do you shovel if you know i mean how do you know when you should just be shoveling? I, I shovel to the section where their driveway is and do that one section if i'm doing it yeah well apparently the neighbor came over just to the property line and stopped and so he put it up there on facebook and a lot of people were weighing in like Ah, I want to jerk this, want to jerk that, you know. But the weird part was the guy pushed the snow onto Seth's property. So oh, is that what like happened? A, it had like a little pile there. <laughs> you know, he didn't go shit, make a straight line. He literally scooted it and made a pile. Oh, yeah, like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> right, here you go. Well, this is what's funny. So I think, I mean, we talked about it on the podcast before. I'm one of those people who like, I'm not a curmudgeon of a person. I just don't choose to be very talkative. I'm not a very talkative person unless I know you, right? right? I don't go out of my way to get to know you. I don't need to know my neighbors. I'll wave to you and give you a smiley face, but that's it. I don't fucking know any of you mm-hmm. people. And I've been here two years. Don't fucking know anybody. Don't talk to me. I ain't going to talk to you. I ain't going to ask you for shit. Don't ask me for shit. Everybody stay in their own yard, right? Mm-hmm. Bruce lives here, on the other hand, knows all the neighbors. They all know everything about each other. And he's just Mr. Chatty Chatty. And it's the funniest but, shit. But that's what you pair up. I'm that way. I am Bruce. Yeah. And Marie is the same way. She doesn't go out and talk to people. No, I'm going to talk so to nobody. That, but then she gets mad that everybody knows me. I'm like, we, we go on vacation. And next thing I know, I've got all these friends. And she's like, well, I guess you just go hang with your friends. I'm like, we met them at the same goddamn time, Maria. What the hell? <laughs> You know, I mean, what the hell, man? We're we're all friendly here. We're all strangers, and but some people can't make friends right away, or they yeah. or they don't want, or they don't have a desire. I do to not make have friends. a desire to have the friends, but this is what's funny. So mm-hmm. we're like laying in bed last night, and we just put his son to sleep, and he comes back. And he goes, "Did you know that the lady who lived here before you had an had above ground pool?" I was like, no, it's not on county either, because I would have seen it. You know, yeah, you don't it's need not a permit for. You don't need a permit for county. Yeah, but I, but it was nothing there. There was no notice of anything, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't know that. And there's no remnants of this thing in the yard mm-hmm. whatsoever. I took it out, yeah. And I was like, who'd you hear that from? And he's like, you know, so and so across the street. I can't remember what he said her name was. And I'm like, who? He was like, the lady who lives across the street. I was like, well, how does she know? Well, I guess because she lived over here, she knows. And he's like, oh, and the little old lady lives right there. She had an above ground pool too. I was like, how do you know she had an above ground pool? Well, someone so told me they had a garden pool. And then it, he got it. He's got his new truck. He got a new car. He finally mm-hmm. got that. He's got the truck he's always wanted. It's a Dodge Ram, all blacked out. He loves it. And everybody's like, oh, I see you got your Ram. Like, everybody knows that he hated his old car. And everybody's coming out, like, now that he's outside shoveling to come, like, you know, look at his new truck because they're just so excited for him. Like, how do these people know that you hated your car and now you've got this? It was just the funniest thing. He's like, because I talk to people. And I'm like, well, well, I, shit. I, I have to say that that. I love that about Bruce, and he's, yeah. it's the same way as me. He's because so friendly. He, that's the problem. There's nobody talks to each other anymore. Right. And then it causes everyone to cocoon in their homes. COVID amplified the cocooning. Oh, that's yeah, why of seniors aren't leaving their houses because they're afraid yeah. they're going to die if they go into a nursing home, which is probably true. Well, that's like true. That hey, you know what? Right. Speaking of which, my son works at one of the dealerships up the street, mm-hmm. and one of his co workers just died. He died yesterday at 2 30 wow. from COVID. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, how are you feeling about that? And he was like, ah, oh, it's sad. And, you know, he's like a nice guy. So I'm like, 
man, that's scary just to think, like, we all got through it. Like, you know, you believe you and Maria had it early mm-hmm. on. I know. We all just got through it. Like, like my right, daughters right have had it, yeah. Yeah, the daughters have it. My kids had it. It's just, oh, my gosh. Like, I just think of how fragile everything is. But Well, and it, uh, and it has to do, and it's funny what they're saying because it's the vitamin. We are so deficient in so many vitamins to boost our immune system. And, that, and then they look, the vitamin. I've been pumping myself since this. Uh, yeah. Vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, magnesium. Um and a, an airborne that has a multitude of different things. And yeah. every day I pump myself full of them. And I, it's like, yeah, it might be hard to go to the bathroom, but you're going to get it done. Why would it be hard to get constipated? The damn things gel up on you. Uh, what gels up on you? I use the gummies. The gummy vitamins. I don't oh, like that's what gummies. I have too. They don't make me all whatever. Oh, well, I don't know about you. No, I don't have that problem. You're good. At, that's good. Right. Oh, speaking of people who passed away, we will be remiss if we don't mention it. Dustin Diamond passed away of cancer. He was screeched from, you know, know. Saved by the Bell. I watched that show when I was a teenager. Not a teenager. I was like, my, when was I? 20s? Because they're, they're four. They're 44. He died at 44. Yeah, because so he's like, you're older than me. So Actually, that no, was, he's my age. I was in college, but I still watched the show because I actually liked, um, who was that? Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany Amberthies. And everybody found like, a way to bone her. I know. She everybody was, she was wanted to put bonable. their pee in her when they were younger. Yeah, I guess that's kind of true. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, I'll be 44 this this year. In June, I'll be 44, and he was 44, and apparently he had advanced stage lung cancer, and from the time he found out until the time he passed away, it was like a couple like months. A couple, yeah, and it's It was fast. like two months, and it was just, oh my gosh, like to... That's I don't know. I could, well, go, go back to my story about the guy with the... with the His wife got Alzheimer's. Yeah. You have to live your... Live your you got to live every day to its fullest, no matter what. Because mm-hmm. this guy's 44. Who the hell would have thought he would have got cancer? And he was a goofy guy. You know, he didn't, I don't think he did much acting-wise after that. And you got to think, like, like he, he, what was that girl's name that he chased? I can't remember her name. Oh, my God. They're drawing a complete blank. That he chased? On the show. He chased her. He always wanted her. Oh, uh, God. I uh, can't remember her name. Her name's Lark or something in real life. Isn't Lark. It? Lark, yeah. Like I can't remember, and, but yeah. Anyway, but that's the whole thing. But he always chased her and stalked her and did all this crazy stuff and annoyed her. Like just on the show. Just on the show, right. Yeah, I was going to say not real life, right? But, right, um, but I always imagine like that character. I look back at the shows. Like that show can't be made now. Because yeah. that character can't exist because he would be charged with bullying and all that other stuff and harassing. Oh, gosh. I know. Everything is so different now. You know what's funny, though? I just watched The Outsiders the other day. Did you? Oh my god! It was on um, with my wife and, and Emily, and I'm literally going back and watching these old awesome shows. And I'm looking at them, and I'm like, they can't make this movie today. Yeah, they can't make this movie today. Yeah, they can't half the damn Disney movies they can't make. No, you know I think what's funny is um, Cobra Kai. Everybody's watching that right now, mm-hmm. and it has a little moments where it's kind of like. Eh. The writing could, yeah, it is. But it, it, it's so good, though, at the same time. Yeah. And like, Johnny, for Johnny, what it is, it's perfect. And Johnny's character, it's funny, because he's, like, still the same guy yeah. that he is now. And he's he has all douchey. these issues. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of a little douchey. Yeah. And I don't know. I, but in and of itself, it's, like, it's perfect for what it is. And I love it. And I can't get enough of it. But they really do take aim at the California system in school mm-hmm. and how over the top and fucking ridiculous it is. It is. It's ridiculous. And I think they do that purposely for us because I feel like we're the last plus five generation. Yep. You know what I mean? Like back in 95, like when we graduated and prior to that, like the way we dealt with things, I'll just punch you in your face. Right. Like I'm not having your shit and I'm not dealing with you. You know what I mean? This is it. 
Like, I'm not fucking with you and you aren't going to fuck with me. Like, I was a whole different person than I am today. Like, I will punch you right square in your face when I was younger. You are not going to start shit with me and that's it. Right? But now it's like we have to go to our safe spaces and let's yes. have a talk about things. You know what I mean? And it's funny. I pick on Jonathan all and, the time about it. And you use the it. voice, too. I know. Well, I do, I, if I do the I voice, I get in trouble. But you, you probably would voice. get in trouble. Yes. Right. I, I told her before I came on. I was like, just be careful of the things you say because we know you're going to run for Senate again. And everybody's going to hold you on this one. As soon as they listen to this podcast, right. they're like, oh, my God. This is the stuff you guys were talking about. How can he be even a... Senate candidate than anybody gives a shit. I've been pretty on point, I think. I think you've done a very, very good job. But I have, I used to pick on Jonathan all the time because Jonathan was, it's funny. He's, as he's getting older, he's getting, you know, different kind of opinions. It's okay. But we used to tease him and say he was the king of the snowflakes and he would rush in to start a petition. Because I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And how dare you, you know, and all that stuff. So I would kind of tease him a little bit. But I guess growing up in my household, it's so sarcastic that. My kids have somewhat of a thick skin, mm -hmm. you know, I guess. Not that that's necessarily good or bad, but um, it's just interesting to see. Like, they really do kind of, like, take aim at how fucking ridiculous it is, like, the kid gloves that we wear with these kids. And I'm a big proponent of you got to hold your children accountable for their actions. Absolutely. They absolutely have to. You are not doing them a single favor. If you do not hold them accountable, if they are lying, if they are bullying, if they're doing those things, those are things that you should be talking about. But you also need to show your kid how to throw a punch to defend mm -hmm. themselves, as right. far as I'm concerned. Like, that's just how it's got to go. And I think we need to talk to our kids about those things. And we need to talk to them about having respect for authority, mm -hmm. knowing how to respectfully ask questions, knowing how to put yourself in a certain position. I just don't think that we well, see that anymore. And it's very angering. And here's the thing. If you go back to 19, the 50s, after World mm -hmm. War II, and you go to a classroom and you ask ask. Get it like around the third or fourth grade. Mm -hmm. You go into the class and you ask one question. Mm -hmm. Listen, children, are you important? Mm. Every answer would have been no. I'm not the president of the United States. I'm not this uh, person. I'm not a police I'm not officer. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a teacher. You go into that classroom now and you ask, are you important? Everyone in there will say, I'm absolutely the most important person. I am so important mm. because they teach them. That they are. Mm -hmm. And they it puts this sense of empowerment in. And I, I found entitlement. that entitlement. Entitlement. And they're empowered yes. to do whatever they want. Right. You know, or and they don't have to and there's no accountability. You are you hit the nail on the head when if you don't even have to be like I said, if you can't graduate, you can't read, you can't write, you can't do arithmetic, mm -hmm. you you have no right to, to graduate. Mm. But you should do. be graduating and they shouldn't be pushing and, them and through. And they're pushing them through. They're not, yeah. and it, it that's and again I don't want to get political on that, but that is right, the reason why I ran for Senate was to build a new accountability system, a new school system altogether. Well, it would be good to have those kinds of things, but I mean until then, we have our memories, like mm -hmm. say by the bell. Yes. And we can say goodbye to people like Screech, unfortunately, who met their demise a little too soon. I know. Which is really sad. It, it is sad because I'm I'm turning 49. You're turning 44. I'm turning 49 in a couple of days. Oh, my God. And you're that, so old. And I'm going, yeah, that's how I feel. But, and everything's falling apart, you know. You might get more wisdom when you get older, but your body's falling apart. <laughs> so, you can't, like, how much more time? Like, I, if we went down to Disney and COVID during Disney time just was the most bizarre thing ever. The lines are two hours long, and you got to walk like a penguin. It's constantly moving. It's like, wah, 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 wah. Oh, I know, right? Oh and my you're God. walking the whole way, wearing your mask, sanitizing your hands. But then I thought to myself, every day, I hurt. I hurt bad. I mean, I do not walk 35,000 steps a day. So my body can't take it anymore. And how many more 
how many more good, healthy years where you can do more physical activity are you going to last? Just like that 71-year-old guy, a 69-year-old lady. Mm -hmm. They can't walk 8 to 10 miles a day or they're not hiking and taking that high adventure. So your good, healthy years, believe it or not, are behind you now. And that sucks. It does kind of suck. So now you got to think, what am I going to do now? And like life's like a toilet paper roll. <laughs> the f- the f- you know the faster it goes, the closer to the end. The closer to the end, the faster it goes. I know. And well, it's spinning and spinning. And like you're talking about writing books and turning like doing all. These I know. Things. I want to get those and, things and, done. And, and I know. You know. It's spinning and it's spinning faster and it's spinning faster. Well, hopefully, you know what's going to spin faster? Jamie getting all better. We miss you, Jamie, so much. We're going to wrap this up right now. Uh, actually, I'm not even going to say too much except see us on the WMLD, uh, Wednesday at one o'clock, Saturday, do the replay and then look for us on Sundays because Jamie usually does that. And I love when she does it. So we love you guys. Thank you. Todd, and, so much. And for I don't even by. know what to say. So I'm sorry. I'm just your guest today. <laughs> I know. And she's like, Hey Todd, what are you doing now? I was like, oh, <laughs> but thank you so much for stopping by and coming by. And I'm hoping that you'll meet with us again on that note. Bye. Bye-bye.